0: Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels and welcome to my podcast. It is December 6, 2022, and this is my Q&A number 121. This podcast has mainly been designed to help my Facebook virtual coaching group. I'm really, um, this this month has been a whirlwind, November, and now we're in um, December, Christmas month. I'm really excited about that, getting to see my son and my dad and spend time with them um but i'm also really happy and thankful for this group you know i used to pray you know god if this could get 150 members that would be awesome and and to date there's been 214 people that have signed up in uh, 23 states and one out of the country in the uk so definitely um, well exceeded my hopes Um, There's 116 that stay, you know, pretty much fluctuates from 115 to 120 up and down with new members. Now, now, mind you, you know, there's 100, 200 that signed up over 200, but I know the reasons for each that leave and some of them I've helped them get where they needed to get and they're, you know, content with where they're at for a little while. Um, Others leave and come back. Um, Some, you know, have issues with lameness or um, they stop barrel racing for a while. Some drop out for the winter weather and some drop out for the summer weather and then come back. So, so it's been a really um, you know, fun group. Some, you know, have lame horses or financial stuff come up and so it goes up and down. So what what makes me happy though is the people that give me feedback and say that they're learning, um, they've made improvements. And it doesn't happen overnight. You know, you can spend as a trainer knowing what you're doing. One year just getting a horse super solid with their foundation and their pattern. One year of getting them, um, you know, hauled for exhibitions and things like that. Then you've got your novice horse year of seasoning for different arenas, education with speed, building their confidence. You know, then you have your open year of deciding, you know, do I want a rodeo super show? And, and then the seasoning that goes along with that and what level and all of those things. So there's so much that goes into it. And that's what I'm really excited about to get into this month for December. But before I do, I want to cover a few things. Uh, First of all, congratulations to Rachel in New York. You and Tonka won the November Personal Best uh, Prize, so congratulations. You decided to take the TLC books, and I sent them out at the post office Monday. You should have them by Thursday. I want to tell everybody that um, I'd like for you to have your December Challenges, start, you know, get a journal when you listen to this podcast, get a notebook and start writing things down. Um, this is an exciting time. You know, we're watching the NFR right now. I'm going to be doing some slow motion reviews of the NFR teams and putting them in the group. But I want to finish the weekend videos first um, from the members. But um, but it's a really fun time. You know, uh, my word for 2023 is going to be Believe. Um, I want you all to pick your word for 2023, um, or your slogan, whatever it is that you feel like is an area that you want to, you know, um, to focus on. That's what your slogan or word for 2023 will be to help keep you focused on your goals and dreams for next year. I want to tell you a story about my horse, Callie, um, when I lived in Colorado, I had a dream and I used to pray, God, you know, all I want to do is train my own 1D, 2D barrel horses and have my own barrel horse training business. And, you know, you don't just automatically do that, right? It takes a lot of effort. It takes learning, you know, lessons, clinics, reading, um, riding a lot, putting in a lot of hard work. When you start your own business, it takes one client at a time, at a time doing your best job. You know, I was, you know, competing 3D mainly at the time, one second off, um, let's say Chrissy Peterson and Bozo, Callie was one second out. And people used to come up, some of my 1D and 2D friends would say, oh, you know, she, uh, back then it was mainly MBHA was 1D and 2D for a full second out. So basically she was 2D most of the time. And she won money all the time. And they would say, you know, she's like the Bozo of the 2D world. And, you know, that's a compliment in a lot of ways because she's super consistent and all that. But she just didn't have that motor every single time or did she maybe i was still new enough that i wasn't getting everything from her because she was capable there was a time you know people would tell me that and it'd make me mad because you know down deep it kind of hurt my feelings like why can't we be 1d and and all of that and um i remember going to state finals in colorado and her ending up in the 1d she was in the top 10 and um and it didn't happen that often but it happened sometimes and there was a lot of entries maybe you know back then it was in the 90s um i think the district shows got like 50 riders and the um state show got like 250 which now you know in florida our state show gets like 800 riders so you know it's night and day difference but um and so are the numbers of quality you know highly bred and all of that horses out there now too but you know she was sunny d bar skipper w she was basically breeding stock paint horse, and um, she had way too many babies, way too young. She had three babies by the time I bought her at five years old, green broke. And, um, you know, she was a halter champion, basically. She won a lot of halter stuff, so they started breeding her before she was done growing. She was a baby having babies. So I really think that's part of the reason why her career was ended at 15 years old. Um, I re- I did run her, though, from about basically five to 15 um technically i didn't start competing on her till six i finished her basics and put the pattern on her um and then six year old year was her novice year and she ended up um she was winning the novice saddle for a while but uh, back then i didn't know as much as i know now and i um and with the florida excuse me the colorado barrel racers association and, um, so I, I started, she got sore in the hawks and then she got sore in the back and then she started having some alley issues. So I had the vet out and they treated her and I had to give her time off. And then I had to bring her back slow and gait her and get her confidence back that it wasn't going to hurt. And she still finished in the top five for the novice horse program. I actually think she was third for the year. I did slip out of the saddle, slip out of the buckle. Um, actually ended up with a buckle, but it was a third place buckle and, and, um, But honestly, she went on to compete 10 more years. So I never regretted it. So uh, that's where I I talked to you guys about putting your horse first And I learned that you know a lot of stuff that I preach is stuff that I learned the hard way And so a lot of times i'm trying to save you going through that So I just wanted to share that story that you know, you've got to believe in yourself Even if people say you can't do it, you know, you don't have to listen to them All that matters is that you believe and you work at trying to figure it out. So this month's um uh challenges are going to be um december mindset challenge is called inspire i want you to write down your big goal for 2023 and we are going to go over that today how we get to those big goals um, and then your skill challenge um, is going to be where you can shave time on the pattern and it could be a lot of places you know it could be in the turns it can be between it can be education with speed and I'm going to talk about that some more in the uh, topic as well. So, um, so I do want you to uh, pick your word or slogan for the year, write down your big goals, and then we're going to analyze where we can shave time on our runs. And then we're going to figure it out over the next uh, three months where we can make these improvements, break it down step by step. So um, I also want to say that there are um, four main things you have to have to win. One of them is skill. You need to know how to train your horse. You need to know how to compete on your horse. That's really important. The second thing is your mental game. You really need to know how to get in the zone, how to keep your horse calm and focused so that you too can be um, doing your personal best in the arena. The third thing is positive attitude. It's really important that your words and your self-talk are positive. I recently met a lady that said, over 15 negative things in just one hour about herself and I told her that's the first thing she's got to change it's really important that you speak positively about you and your horse that you can do it and you will do it and you know you're capable and you just need to work a little harder at it or or analyze it a little bit more but positive attitudes are so important and probably the fourth and maybe the most important thing is try you've got to have a heart I would take try over talent any day of the week because if you have talent and you just don't work at it, it's not going to do you a bit of good. But if you have heart and try and you just keep at it and keep at it, you will get your goals and dreams met. And I feel like that's how I've been successful with my business and my personal horses over the last 30 years is because I have a lot of try. And um, and I'm going to share with you how I kept my business going and my horse is going for so long and you know, it was definitely not by giving up and not by not working at it You know doing a little bit every day and having a great attitude is amazing what it will do for Meeting those goals and dreams that you have so um, I have a whole lot of videos left to do Still I, I thought I was gonna get caught up, but another eight videos came in So I have a, a quite a list going right now. So once I finish those videos, hopefully today I'll start working on the NFR slow-motion reviews. Um, I'm going to go over the questions real quick, and then I'm going to get into the topic for today. I only have three or four questions. Um, Can a faturity horse have longevity in the pro rodeo? Absolutely, yes, 100%. We're seeing that right now at the NFR. Cassie's there as a futurity trainer, and there are several of her horses that she's trained competing at the NFR. But the key is picking the right faturity trainer for your horse. There are faturity trainers out there that win at all costs. And they do things that are not the best thing for the horses emotionally, physically, and long term. So you don't want to, if you're picking a faturity trainer for the big stuff, you want to pick someone who wants this horse to go on and have a rodeo career as well. Or a, you know, super show career as well. Not um, just be, you know, blown up or or crippled by the end of their futurity year. So definitely look for references when you're looking at someone like that. How many horses have they done well in futurity that have gone on into the open? That's important. But yes, and but you also have to work closely with your veterinarian because some horses have better genetics than others. Some horses are sounder than others. Um, some are gonna be less maintenance, some are gonna be more. And also it's important to pick and choose you know, um, and not run their legs off. You know, if, if you're smart and you're prepared, you can win at less stuff than not being prepared and just entering like crazy when your horse really isn't ready physically or mentally or emotionally. So that's definitely my answer there. It's basically a yes and a no. Yes, if you work with your vet and go at a pace, they can handle pick and choose your runs. Uh, You know, if you're lucky and get good genetics and and you go at the horse's calendar. No, if you push them too hard, too soon, um, they're not sound, they're in pain, you're just drugging and band-aiding, ignoring hot spots, and you go at the human calendar. Next question, how to train a futurity horse? Um, So someone was curious, you know, what what is realistic to expect to put them with a trainer? If you don't plan to them yourself and you're going to pick a trainer, most trainers are going to want them to be broke as a two-year-old and they want their um, colt starter to put at least 60 days on them and just get them, you know, with some, some basics, you know, confident in the saddle, a little bit of a, you know, go, whoa, you know, turn, that kind of stuff, just a little bit on them, and then they can take it from there. Um, in their two-year-old year, they'll be doing... You know, I personally think you should start with groundwork and straight rides and just getting buttons on them and doing mainly big circle work, not a lot of small stuff for at least the first 90 days and then maybe kick them back out to pasture for a little while or just nice quiet trail rides out with the cattle or something like that. But then maybe then you'll go ahead and finish out those basics towards the end of their two-year-old year year so that you can start to pattern them at the beginning of their three-year-old year Then you can start hauling them and um, maybe doing time runs. um, You know, haul them and get them used to exhibitioning and stuff in the middle of the three-year-old year. year, And then maybe some time runs towards the three-quarter point so that you'll be ready to run at the end of their three-year-old year, year, beginning four-year-old, if that's your goal. I personally did four-year-olds basics and barrels and five-year-old novice or fraternity year. So you don't have to do, you know, it depends on the faturities you're going to, but some do allow five-year-olds. And again, you need to look at the horse because some horses mature faster than others. You'll see a lot of mares in the futurity world because mares seem to grow up faster than geldings. Not always, but a lot of the times. Also for the breeding purposes and all of that, um, breeding records and such. But those are definitely um, things that you can, look at. So uh, to answer that, most fraternity trainers are going to want them two years. Um, and it's, you know, it's pretty expensive. You can look at, you know, at least a $1,000 a month plus expenses. Um, and then, you know, once they start hauling them as well, you've got that. And most people will charge you, you pay the entry fees and you split the winnings. So Um, so those are things to consider. And then of course, whether, which ones you're going to do, are you doing incentives and and going out of state, chasing Ruby buckle and things like that? Are you doing just, you know, local faturities in your own state? Next question. Um, how do you feel about split reins and competition for me? I don't like any distractions, but I love split reins because I can go, I can do two-handed and I can do my bend and flex work with a really loose rein. I can shorten them up to a barrel length and I can do my one-handed drills or go work the barrels out of walk, trot, lope. But in competition, I want zero distractions. I take my belt off so I don't get caught up on the saddle horn. I take off my, um, I put on rubber bands on my boots with my stirrup so that I don't lose a stirrup if I tuck my foot in in a turn or have to use a little more leg or get out of position. I don't want to worry about split reins because just by accident, if you put your hand in the wrong place, those reins could get long. Not to mention if you're on a horse, that's skittish and the, the um, rein slaps them when they shouldn't slap them. It could distract the horse as well. Um, so, yeah, I don't want my hands out of position. I don't want my horse being hit by a split rein uh, in a turn that they think I want him to over finish a barrel turn or or something like that or move away from a barrel turn. You know, anything that's going to distract my horse. Some split reins are so long, they almost step on them if they get really low in their turns or they get in in between their front legs. So so no, for me, that's a no, but everybody has their own style. Um, You know, but my biggest thing would be, you know, distractions, whether my hand get in the wrong place or they smack my horse when they're not supposed to. So uh, the topic today is about our three-month challenges. Um, The mindset is to stay inspired by setting a big goal but then having schedules for discipline. I feel like you need to have both. You have to have inspiration and discipline. You can't have one without the other. They have to work together. And then the skill, like I mentioned, is going to be how do I shave time off my pattern? Is it one, um, in my turns? Two, my run between my barrels? Three, education with speed? Four, seasoning for new arenas? And then we have to ask ourselves how how to do this and why it's happening and and then get to the balance of that. So here's what I want you to write down. Number one, I think it's so important to journal. So you should have a notebook or use my performance tracker, but you should be journaling everything, your horse keeping records, you know, when you had your Coggins, when you had the vet check them for lameness evaluation, You know, if you're doing fecal tests uh, for worming, um, you know, what your farrier uh, is saying about their hooves as far as angles or barefoot or shod, um, you know, just write everything down, what you're feeding them. Diet can make a difference. Using different supplements can make a difference. You want to track everything so that when it's working, you don't uh, change anything. And when it's not working, you want to change one thing at a time so you'll know what is working. You want to write down what bit you use for warm up or training, competition saddle, saddle pad, leg boots, anything that you think is going to be important. You want to journal about it. You need to journal. Um, you know, you need to journal how you uh, warm up, any mental keynotes, uh, what you're thinking before your runs when you have your best run or your worst run. And you really need to let go of bad runs and focus on your good runs. But we want to learn from them, too. So in the barrel racing log, you're going to write down, you know, how you did at that barrel race. Um, You know, in that log, my my particular one, you put the, um, you know, the date, how many entries, ground conditions, your time, winning time, draw your pattern. You know, any kind of uh, special comments about the ground or the arena setup. Barrel stakes, timers, anything that affected you, draw your pattern, what you want to change next time. So that way, when you go back to that pin, you open up your journal and it's right there in your barrel racing log and you can say, okay, this time I need to do this. And you have a game plan. Because I promise you, you know, in three months, it's hard to remember what you did three months ago, much less three days ago. So it's important to keep good notes. It's how I've run my business successfully for 30 years. It's how I train my clients' horses and it's how I train my own personal note horses by keeping really good records, you know, and being organized. The more organized you are, the more focused you will be. And focus is how you get to winning. So that's really important. Um I believe I believe um I believe in this for myself, I believe in this for the horses and for my goals with my business and such. Um So number two, a daily schedule is really important for your discipline. So if you have this big goal for 2023, you've got to reverse engineer it. So you've got to write down what your daily schedule is going to be like, you know, when you're going to do all the things that you need to do to get to that point. Um, And that can involve, you know, you working out. It can involve, you know, exercising your horse uh, when when you're going to do, um, you know, set your horse up a schedule. One day's trail riding, one day's drills, one day's slow work on the barrels, one day's um, you know TLC, you know, give them extra care that day. One day's off before the barrel race. One or two days is competition. Um, you know, those are all important. You may need to, if you're a person who is not good about hauling your horse and going regular, you may need to be disciplined and set it in the calendar. As for those of you that go all the time, you may need to give your horse some little breaks here or there to let them recover as well. Sometimes we don't get a choice on that. Our horses force us to give them a break as well. Um, you know, but have it in your calendar when you're going to have them, you know, shot on a regular basis or trimmed on a regular basis, you know, keep them on a tight schedule, four to six weeks, depending on the horse. Um, you know, the, uh, the, veterinarian you know see him twice a year maybe the dentist twice a year you know I've had a horse that would pop up in a term because of a uh, a sharp point on a back molar that was missed by a veterinarian who said he was good at dental and then I had a dentist catch it and the horse never popped up again so a loose cap on those young horses a wolf tooth um, sharp points, all those things can make a difference so you need to stay on top of it uh, checking your equipment, making sure your, your saddle's safe, your um, you know, the head stall and all that, the leather's in good condition. You're using leg boots to protect and support your horse's legs in competition. Um, these are all very important things that you want to add to your journal and your schedules. You should have a pre-race routine. You should have a way that you get yourself in the zone mentally. And again, we're going to break all that stuff down. So the third thing is setting that big goal and reverse engineering it. By setting a goal, you won't be scattered for the year. So let's say you decide, I'm gonna go to all of the PacWest shows in Florida, or I'm gonna go to all the Ruby or Pink Buckle things, or or I'm gonna go to the MBHA shows and qualify in the top five so I can go to world, youth or open or whatever. Whatever it is that your goal is, um, write it down. And then, you know, that might be your big goal. And the thing about big goals is it gives us a focus, it gives us a purpose, it gives us passion, it gives us something to strive for. Um, And that keeps us disciplined, that keeps us riding our horse during the week because we know we have a show on the weekend. I have a rule that you shouldn't compete unless you've ridden your horse three times that week. So keep that in mind. And like I said, we're gonna break all this down more later so I'm gonna have to skim over it all because I have a lot to say today. the fourth thing is your barrel racing log and I covered that and we're going to go over that in more detail too you've got to have a barrel racing log it's the only way you're going to get better because you have to work on your skill not just your mindset but your skill as well and make adjustments as you go you know learn from each run you're either winning and you keep it going by building your confidence that way or if you're making mistakes and you need to make adjustments and remember what you did last time to improve on it this time number five learning you and learning your horse there is nothing more important than understanding what makes you tick and what makes your horse tick in competition so you have to learn how you learn how you improve um what's your best pre-race routine your schedules your warm-up what action are you going to take daily what habits are you creating good or bad <coughs> number six why you want to set goals goals give you focus and require you to be productive daily it creates good habit it keeps that like i mentioned that purpose and that passion going you'll follow your heart better if you have an organized routine all of that helps number seven uh tlc i mentioned i signed up 220 people 117 are still in the group um I well exceeded my 150 mark. I maybe should have been more specific, 150 in the group regularly. But, but um, you know, I also had the same goal for my horses if I wanted to be 1D. So that's where my word believe comes in. You have to believe you're capable of doing it. And by believing in yourself, you have to believe in yourself more than anybody else. And, you know, I didn't come from, you know, a rodeo family. My parents had horses here there when I was little and my mom got me into it when I was eight and you know it was more just backyard Betty kind of stuff you know speed shows and green horses from the auction to train and I didn't really I got some professional lessons as a kid um, but I didn't really take it serious until I was in my 20s after I got married but a lot of it was just you know kid stuff younger so you know I didn't have support I was self-taught you know and horses taught me the most helping 1800 horses and riders has taught me more than any anything could teach you but but you know that's just you know you have to believe you can do it you have to want it so um you know it, it you don't have to come from a rodeo background in order to be successful would it help you maybe you know maybe you'd have a little bit more mentors and and it's in you know part of your everyday life sure but, um, but you, you set your own goals, you set your own dreams and you chase them. Um, number eight, uh, things you can control and things you can't. This one's so important. Um, I have a podcast on mental game, you know, and it talks about the 10 things that you need to uh, figure out why you're having issues out there. You know, the things you can and cannot control, you know, and it should be, um, you know, the 80 20 rule in competition. And we're going to talk more about that um, as well, you know, um, you know, how you're handling things, you're breathing, focusing to your spots. Um, you know, you can't control things like ground and what others do or your draw, um, what, what people say or the noise or what spectators are doing, you know, but you can control, you know, your response to adversity and, and your, what you do in the alleyway and setting your horse up. Those are things that are are in your control. Number nine, Uh, Learn six ways to uh, reset yourself from the go and no-go. It's kind of like being a pilot and a co-pilot. You know, you're in the plane ready for takeoff. You're doing your flight check for competition. You know, pay attention to a lot of those things. You know, pay attention, number one, to your body language. Am I confident? Am I feeling defensive or defeated? Um, Number two, focus. Am, Am I focusing on things in my control? Or am I thinking about a pass run or a mistake? Am I blaming people and complaining? Um, The go is when you're confident and worried about things in your control. The no-go is the others when you're being defensive or defeated or worried about the past or blaming or complaining. Um, Number three, your self-talk. Are you being positive and productive? Or are you being no-go, negative, um, you know, you, your inner bully critic is being hard on yourself um you know you're being insecure nervous those are not good uh, number four how your body feels are you feeling energetic even strong or are your muscles really tight and your energys really too low or too high like you're going to have a panic attack that's how you know if you're in the go or no go and you need to know how to get yourself back um, number five perspective is everything are you thankful, grateful and saying, you know, I'm so lucky to get to ride my horse today to get to be at this barrel race today? Or are you, you know, being more of the, oh, I have to do this and I'm so worried about messing up, you know, I, I have so much pressure on myself that I have to win points or money today. Um, number six, identifying your situation is really important. You're go, if you trust your routine and trust your training, trust your process, you're not go, you're a no go. If you're frustrated if you're uh, ready to quit or if you're in tears, you know, these are things you have to identify. Your barrel racing log should include a lot of things. It, could, it can include, number one, a goal for each ride or run, um, what you're thankful for, one thing you want to improve on, one thing you think you already did improve on. You know, always find something you did great with every ride or every run and then work on something that you need to improve on. Um, number five, details of your run, the ground, stakes, timers, concerns, six, draw your pattern, seven, mental notes, eight, um, what training uh, needs to be changed or what, what you did change that may be helping. Uh, number nine, what you learned from your run. And number 10, right, make sure you're putting down the fast time, you know, winning time, your time, and if it's a personal best for you and refer to the last time you were there. So um, the final thing I want to talk about before we close up. And like I said, I'm going to break all these down into more uh, as we go. But um, confidence building talk is so important right now. Um, You have to switch your mindset, number one. Um, If you want to be elite and you want to be the best, you got to be in it to win it. You can't think average. You know, I'm just here to have a good time. You know, I'm here to have fun. You know, I hope we do well. No, the elite work hard and they think they are there to win. Um, So those are important. You have to have confidence in yourself and your horse. You may not be there to beat your competition. Just be there to have your own personal best to do your best. Number two, negative words and thoughts, and they will hinder your mindset. So be very aware of how you talk to yourself. Number three, what you think is who you are. Um, the Bible tells us that, you know, what we think in our heart, we are. So think really good things about yourself. You're your number one fan. Um, it's, to me, it's important that you have a one-minute positive sprint that you say daily. It could be when you pray to God. It could be when you just throw it out in the universe, what all you're thankful for. I don't know. I'm a spiritual person, so I just do my one-minute positive sprint when I talk to God, you know, in the morning, at the end of the day throughout the day, whenever it feels right. Um, but change your words, spend time, you know, um, and and to ch- just little things like your self-talk, like, you know, I have to spend time riding my horse. No, I get to invest time in riding my horse. I have to go to work. No, I get to go to work so that I can afford to, to go to my brewery on this weekend. I'm in a slump. No, I'm not in a slump. This is just a challenge that I'm going to work through. Um, I'm, lo- I'm a loser. No, you're learning. You're not losing, you're learning. Uh, don't. Um, I want what I want. Instead of saying I don't, just change it to this is what I want. Um, change worry to focus. Change can't to can. Change won't to will. To no control to what I can control. From nervous, say I'm excited. Don't just say you're nervous. Just say I'm excited. I'm excited I get to compete it's normal to get that way before competition change failure to feedback you know if you had something go wrong get some feedback with your coach or watching your own runs start to figure things out you know figure out is it a need or a want you know um you don't have to be perfect you just need to make progress these are all important words to say to yourself um You know, don't worry about things that are not facts. You know, those are things that are important. Um, An example would be, I'm exactly where I should be in my journey and I'm enjoying it. Today is going to be a great day. Those would be good examples of being positive. And here's why challenges matter. Um, Skill teaches you to improve your performance. By practicing, you improve your muscle memory, you're paying attention to detail, where you're looking, your body, your breathing, your hands, your legs, your teamwork with your horse, your communication with your horse, your timing, your feel, your position, your give and take. Um, and mindset's important because of that positive attitude. That's what's going to keep you going. In 30 years, my business, um, I this stuff all was really important to me because I assure you, you know, I didn't have anybody in my corner saying that a girl, Tina, you're doing great. Keep going. I had to be my own that a girl, you know, did, you know, you know, why, why should I be successful at starting my own horse training business? I was doing it by myself. Why should I be successful at training my own barrel horses to, you know, win 1D money with 250 entries? Why? Because I just believed I could, you know, it, I didn't have anybody saying, hey, go, go get it, Tina. You know, if anything, my husband more complained about how much money my horses were costing. You know, my business was breaking even and and all of that. But, you know, I was able to raise my son and and do what I love and and I love what I do. So, you know, and, and to keep going, a lot of people quit. You guys, you wouldn't be surprised how many people quit and don't follow through. So it's important that you focus on that. How do you keep your gas tank full? Your gas tank is four parts. It's either on empty or it's a quarter full. It's either half full or it's full to the top full. And how do you get that gas tank full? Number one, confident attitude, not fear of failure, not self doubt. Number two, having skill, practice and enter. You can't win if you don't enter. Some people practice, 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 but they never enter or vice versa. They enter, but they don't practice. Number three, positive thinking. You know, whether you're spiritual or you're just thankful, that's important. And number four, the hard work, the daily habits, doing a little bit every single day. And if you really want to be good, doing a lot every single day towards it. Um, You know, many quit. Many never reach their goals. Many give up on their dreams. And um, it's really, you know, it's not easy. It's never going to be easy. Life's not easy. All of us, every single one of us have in common we've had tragedy. This year alone, I've lost one of my horses, passed away and it was a horrible way to lose her. My dog passed away, a horrible way to lose him. My horse to founder, my dog to a heart uh, issue, heartbreaking. But there's been other wonderful things in my life this year. So you can focus on the bad or you can focus on the good. I choose to focus on the good. Sometimes I'll have quiet moments where I'll cry Or I'll be sad and I'll let myself feel missing them. But then I refocus on going forward. We cannot look back. You cannot focus on the past. You have to be in the present and planning for the future. That's the only way you get through this life because it is full of hard times. But it's also full of amazing things too. And this time of year is Christmas. It's a time to care about other people, to be kinder and do things for others wherever you can so um you know if i look back on the last i don't know five six years of my life i could find you know a lot of stuff to have pity parties over but i also could look back and say wow what a lot of amazing memories too so so i suggest you definitely focus on the brother the positives and so i also want to say that winning does not happen by accident it happens through intention Everything and whether that's barrel racing or your job or your family or your marriage or your children, it's intention that helps you meet those goals. It's not going to happen by accident or lack of try. So, believe in you, believe in your horse, your goals, work really hard, don't give up, and know that God is always with you. And that's really important. Um, so, as always, I want to tell you all, ride with heart and God bless. And just be ready, because we're going to take a lot of what I said today, which was a lot, and we're going to break it down into pieces. And um, and like I said, those four things, you cannot have um, one without the other. You've got to have skill. You've got to have mindset. You have to have a positive attitude. And you have to have try or heart. So thank you guys for tuning in. As always, ride with heart, and God bless.